I'm Carly Fiorina, and this is By Example. On this podcast, we sit down with leaders of all types to explore examples of real leadership and the qualities of all great problem solvers. I think we get really confused about what leadership is. On By Example, we lift up the real leaders, people who are focused on changing the order of things for the better and solving real problems that are right in front of them. Leading by Example. Hello and welcome back to By Example, and welcome to our newest bonus episode. I'm Casey Enders, the CEO of Carly Fiorina's Unlocking Potential Foundation, and I'm joined today by my much more handsome co-host, Jeffrey Richardson, Managing Director of Unlocking Potential. Hello, Casey. Hello, everyone. (laughs) We're really excited to be here today. We're switching up our format a little bit. We heard lots of amazing feedback from our first few episodes. Thank you to everyone that reached out to us on social media or sent us an email or left a review on iTunes, your feedback was unbelievably helpful. So what we heard was some of you love to hear just the interviews with Carly, no interruption. And some of you love the analysis. You just want it a bit more concentrated and focused. So what we're doing is splitting things up. If you want to hear the conversation between Carly and Stephen Harper, and man, it's a good one, go back to your playlist and click on the full episode seven. No interruptions from us, no analysis, no commentary, just a fantastic conversation between two amazing leaders. For those of you that are excited for a deeper dive, you listen to the episode, you got it, and you want more, even more content and exploration of the concepts and ideas that Carly and Prime Minister Harper discussed, led by me and Jeffrey, you're in the right place. Thanks for joining us. Indeed. And so on this episode, um, Casey and I are going to share some of the key themes and highlights from Carly um, and Prime Minister Harper's conversation. Um, Then we're going to share some of um, our key insights from Prime Minister Minister Harper's um, talk with Carly that unlocked and unleashed new understanding and awareness for us. You can call it our sort of aha moment. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to talk about strategy and give some specific action steps you can take to develop your leadership and unlock potential in yourself and others. So just a quick recap of the episode for those of you that listen to it and are looking for a summary or haven't had a chance to listen yet. First of all, I'd recommend go listen to the full episode. But Carly talks to Prime Minister Stephen Harper, who was the Prime Minister of Canada. He and Carly have both been in the political realm, but this is in no way a political-only podcast. They certainly talk about political themes, but they're through the prism and lens of leadership, which both Carly and Prime Minister Harper care very, very deeply about. And so one or two things to quickly know about Prime Minister Harper that are relevant to the analysis we're going to do today. First of all, he essentially founded the modern conservative party by uniting two existing parties. And then he voluntarily stepped down when he could have held on to power and really locked things up. And I think for Carly in particular, that was an inspiring moment. It's kind of the humility and empathy that we think is so important to leadership. And another quick thing is Jeffrey's really turned me on to this idea of origin stories. And so the other thing I'll just highlight is Prime Minister Harper talks in that episode about his origin story and how he grew up with a variety of influences from a ton of different backgrounds. So he had family that was white collar and professional. He had family that lived in rural communities and he had family that worked in factories and were blue collar workers. And so I think that kind of set him up for the perspective that you're going to hear, I think, Jeffrey talk a little bit about in his analysis. Yes, totally, Casey. Um, 
And from that, it's interesting because one of the, the major theme that we want to talk about today um, from Prime Minister Harper's conversation with Carly is that from his lens, you know, present day, when we look at many of our key institutions um, and we look at the leaders who find themselves in those leadership roles within many of our key institutions, more and more, yeah, the lens that many of them step into those roles with a narrow lens of what are considered valuable and developmental experiences, right? Mm -hmm. So what sets of life experiences and professional developmental experiences are valuable for leading and solving problems and innovating? It's and, doing a lot of different activities, right, Jeffrey? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, that's what my college application said. Right. That's hey. how you're well-rounded. Am you know? I, hey. is that not it? Yes. <laughs> you know, all that you can do, check the list, you know, that's what's right. popular now. <laughs> um, you Google it, Google it. Um, but the list, that, 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 that pathway to development and landing in leadership roles, and particularly when it comes, because again, as you mentioned, you know, these two folks who've been engaged in the political space and really our civil society space mm -hmm. um, for a long time, that that can be so dangerous. Mm -hmm. And particularly when we start looking at the people that those individuals and those institutions say they serve and represent. That's right. Um, and as Carly pointed out in the episode, um, as we talk about from you know her perspective and the unlocking potential perspective, when you think about that narrowed lens, you know of you know <laughs> what set of human experiences are valuable, is that that has a direct impact on character. Yeah, absolutely. And we know as we talk about you know our characteristics and behavior of leader in, of leadership that character is a key mm -hmm. behavior that determines you know how leaders make decisions and what decisions often they ultimately they ultimately make. And so when you think about you know that we, as Prime Minister Harper put it, you know have institutions that often have people at the head who live in very unique globalized communities and who are cut off from the folks that they serve and yeah. represent and therefore lack empathy and understanding of the people they serve and represent. And like that just really stuck with me. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, and it, it connected with, you know, Carly connected it back to something that is, you know, present day in our global world we're hearing about, a lot about in the media here comes the aha moment mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was um, a piece of reporting about what's happening in france and the the protests and disruption around quality of life and economics and all of that mm -hmm. and it was someone who was talking to a you know reporter or media personality and they said our leaders are talking about getting to the end of the world and we're trying to make it to the end of the month yeah wow and that just hit me in my gut. I mean, we know we talk about siloed leadership, right? And we talk about folks who are disconnected from the communities that they serve and represent. Um, but it made me think about, you know, for those of us who are in leadership roles and we are aware, right? We're on the journey and doing the mm -hmm. work to try to really be aware of the impact and influence um, of our work and our roles. This, it kind of connected with me. And I hope that folks recognize, you know, because the, th the thing is, it pointed out that there are a lot of folks in leadership roles within these institutions that get to that place and that they forget or maybe they haven't had the lens from the beginning that it's not about the brick and mortar. It's not about the funding. It's not about the policies, the, you know, um, the statutes that created those institutions that created that opportunity to lead and leverage your experiences, time and talent. 
it is the people that mm-hmm. are within and connected to those institutions and represented by and represented by it is their their perspective it is their desire it is their need it is their lack it is all those things that create the opportunity for us to lead and so therefore in order for us to really lead and be effective in those leadership roles and within those institutions and systems we must first and foremost recognize the value of our people Absolutely. And I think this is where the practical application comes in. So recognizing the value of your people is incredibly important. How do you build a culture and a an environment that respects, um, recognizes, and lifts up the values that Prime Minister Harper and Carly were talking about? And in this conversation, we heard a little bit about the what, right? So Carly mm-hmm. and Prime Minister Harper talked about the characteristics you should be looking for when you're identifying the types of people you want to spend time with, whether that's at work or at home or out in your community. Those folks should be mission-driven and they should be growth-oriented. So Carly wrote a great piece recently that you can check out online. It's available on www.carlyfiorina.com on how to build a culture with people who reflect those attributes. And that culture doesn't have to be at work. It can be at home or out in your community, at your church, or in the nonprofit organizations you're involved in. What she said was, no matter where you are, it's not easy, but you need a process. You've got the strategy because you know what you're looking for. Mission-driven, growth-oriented. But now you need a process. So when you're trying to build a culture with people who are mission-oriented, let's take that piece first, make sure you're carving out specific times for people to talk about and explore explicitly the things that they get excited about. Let them find the parts of the mission that speak to them. That will look different for everyone, so give them the space and time to define it. And on that second piece, growth, let them talk about failure. I know that tolerating failure in your culture can be a really hard thing. (laughs) I struggle Mm -hmm. with it in my day-to-day. I struggle with it my team. I think we all do. We all have expectations and targets and metrics and goals to meet and reputations to protect. So as Carly points out in her piece, for those who are rightfully nervous, start small. Encourage your teams to run new ideas by you. Give them the tools and resources to estimate the cost of making a mistake. Together, determine where you can bear that cost and where you can't. Invite them into the process instead of simply dictating to them where they can and can't experiment. And over time, they'll come to understand how they better gauge the right risks and how they can get smarter about risk-taking. You'll get more comfortable with mistake-making, and I think most importantly, you'll both grow. And your broader team will come to understand and value the same things that you're elevating, lifting up, and spending time on. So we hope this has been helpful. If you like this new format, or if you didn't, (laughs) give us a shout on social media or shoot us a note through carlyfiorina.com. As always, we so appreciate the opportunity to engage with you guys about leadership and to hear your stories of leadership. So on behalf of my delightful co-host, Jeffrey, until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.